Hi, and welcome to Prevent This, a podcast of your choice, where we cover everything substance abuse related from prevention to treatment to recovery and everything in between. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding mental health, addiction, or substance abuse. Hi, and welcome to Prevent This, a podcast of your choice, prevention education. Today I'm sitting here with Ashley and we're hanging out with Deanna Morenzik. Uh, we had her on a couple episodes ago to talk about parenting tips and we loved her so much we had to have her back. So if you could just introduce yourselves for us, Deanna, and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump into our topic today. Great. Thank you, Katie and Ashley, for having me in your choice. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm the owner of GALS Institute and founder of GALS On The Go Project Foundation. Um, my history is um, I have a brother who actually passed away of a heroin overdose in 2012. I've been in the mental health field for over 25 years. And as a result of my personal and professional passions, um, I, I have a strong belief in um, prevention and resiliency. So I do a lot of speaking events and I've created workshop boxes and programs for parents and kids to help with resiliency um, in our practice in Delafield, um, which is conveniently by Target, which everyone and parents enjoy when they're uh, <laughs> doing uh, limited people in our office. Um, we have 15 providers. We also have a nurse practitioner provider that prescribes medications for those individuals that are seeking therapy. Uh, we also have a dietitian. Um, so we offer a lot of resources for the whole family. So don't let the name fool you, Gals Institute. We see boys and girls ages six and up. And um, so it's a very busy time right now, unfortunately, in the mental health field. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. So today we wanted you to talk about a little bit about COVID and mental health concerns because we know, um, you know, that anxiety is increasing, that depression's increasing. So we just had a couple questions for you just related to those two things specifically. Um, so the first question we wanted to know was, what are you seeing in the mental health field because of COVID currently? And this can be with young kids, it can be with teens or parents or the family system as a whole. Sure, sure. So what we're seeing right now is a huge increase of phone calls and intakes and families seeking treatment um, for anxiety and um, obviously also family discords. Dis uh, I can't say the word discord. Is it discord? discord. Yeah, discord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so because if you think about it, we've been all locked up, we have less social interactions, a lot of those family issues that we tend to avoid with being super busy are starting to come to a surface. Um, we're seeing um, depression, um, and a lot of results of this um, is the substance use and how people are coping, as well as um, some of the things that they're choosing as unhealthy coping skills, whether that be digital use, uh, substances, eating disorders, um, and um, anxiety symptoms that are really um, disrupting people's life. And so that's the one thing when we think about anxiety as a mental health issue, how we determine when it's something that you really need to get help is when it dis, uh, you know, disrupts a person's thinking, feeling, mood, and ability to function in their life. So we are seeing uh, right now a peak of crisis. And I don't know if that's because of the pandemic or if that's a, something that's been going on. I would like to say that my theory is that 
um, what happened was is that some people, not everyone, already had some um, pre-anxiety um, symptoms or their family had some things going on and the pandemic just exacerbated those things mm -hmm. and then put us in a situation where now as we're trying to get back into school, work, socializing, that that's where we're seeing this dysfunction and not able to, um, and it's disruptive to them so that they're seeking help. So it's, it's been a very interesting time to be in the mental health field um, and being able to provide help to people because there's just such a need right now. Yeah, and we don't have any like experience, so we can't look back and say, oh, when this happened, you know, 10 years ago, this right. is how we handle right. it. Cause I mean, I don't even know if they've ever shut down schools for, you know, almost right. over a, ha a school year. You know, there's so much out there right now. And, and for me, if this if this decreases the stigma and teaches us anything, it's mm -hmm. prevention is the key and early intervention. And so my number one thing I would say to parents, too, is um, call and get help now. Like that, don't wait and don't say like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's not that bad. It just happened that one. No get help now because many places have wait lists mm -hmm. um, and it's going to take a little while and um, to get in and get those services started and so I'd be proactive and so if there's anything that's as a result if the pandemic has created anxiety for people or it just exacerbated it's the one thing is the stigma lowering that and getting help for people and I think mm -hmm. it's been great with the movement of schools many schools were in eight school districts where we do in-school services and therapy, um, you know, there's access. So mm -hmm. that's another thing schools are helping with, providing access and support for families during that time. Um, so I think that it's the time for us to um, really move towards a preventative model of treatment. Does COVID come up in treatment sessions as it, or is it oh, more yes. like these all underlying oh, yes. stuff? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And I think, again, with parents, right? So I think the last time we talked about about how I think as a parent, it's really hard right now. And, I, and imagine in COVID and our own experiences that are unique to us is unique to every individual. We see kids and adults and how they're handling it and um, processing it. And managing it is different and unique so we need to be um, have empathy towards that and so yes I think a lot of parents are thinking because of COVID this is what's going on but when you kind of uh, fine-tune it it's maybe been there or it's been an issue um, or really COVID has been such a drastic change for their family and they've lost um, there's that so yes COVID is in the forefront of what people are saying I'm curious, like, what younger kids are saying about it. Like, do you, like perceptions for younger kids. What have they said about it? Yeah, so we see um, ages six and up. And okay. actually, we've seen an increase in some OCD tendencies with kids, little yeah. kids. Mm -hmm. So germs. Yeah, hand washing, excessive hand washing. Hand washing. Um, food, really some. Um, and some of that can is maybe role modeled, but some of the kids that we've seen the parents have not role modeled that um having a hard time letting things go oh so like this hoarding kind of thing like if i let it go it's gone what does that mean right so there's this grieving process i mean kids socialization and kids this is really different for them and again honoring everyone's situation and perception um, so we're, we are seeing a lot of that with kids. We also are seeing, you know, that when we're looking for a locus of control with anxiety, we're going to go to the things we can control. So whether that be food, relationships, um, 
you know, self-harm as they get older, we're, we're, that's where we're going to see that manifest. So with that, you're going to see kids acting out. With little kids, it's a lot of anger outburst, irritability. Um, you might see grades, those kind of things. Um, and again, when is it to get help? It's when it's really over and over again and you see it's really affecting their life. Everyone has a bad day. Right. Right. So that doesn't mean that if a kid has a bad day, this is, I mean, consider what they're going through. So that open communication to talk about it and asking them if they want someone to talk to. And, and younger kids look at our parents. It's when we are not cool anymore, right? Right. <laughs> it's when they don't want to talk to you, even though you're a therapist, but you have to pay someone else to talk to them, right? right. <laughs> That's what happens. So, um, yeah, so, you know, and also like with adults and parents, just jumpy. Um, a lot of those, I think we talk about psychosomatic symptoms like um, fatigue, um, lack of concentration, um, insomnia, stomach aches, headaches, body aches. Those are also some red flags of just feeling like, ugh. I use the word with you guys that you're like, what's that malaise? You yeah. know, where you just feel blah. Okay. Yeah, and that continues on. It's not just a, hey, I need to be just sit in my ick, yeah. which is something good to teach your kids and role model to them. But it goes beyond that. I'm in my ick and I'm not getting out of my ick is when we are concerned. Yeah, my seven-year-old had a really hard time this last summer with sickness in general. He was so anxious about getting sick. And so he had strep throat, which turned into his anxiety, made it turn into stomach aches. And I took him to the doctor twice, because, but it was just a simple case of strep throat that turned into something so much bigger because he was so anxious about the simple fact of getting sick in and of itself. Right, right. And you yeah. know, I don't know if you guys with your kids, but I have some anxiety. So <clears throat> if my daughter's anxious, then I go to that point and then she goes up and then I go up and then it's a real big issue, right? Right. Um, then you have cattywampus, I say, you know, yeah. all the place. So really people and parents being mindful of how we're managing right, and being real about that and having a support system and communicating with friends, family, your own doctor, getting your own therapist to be able to help role model to your kids. How is it? Is it? It is okay to have feelings, right? It is okay to have that disappointment. It is okay to have bad days. But what if that's what if it, it expect you know extends? How do you help them through that? You know this is important times. I'm sure educational people, uh, teachers could speak on this. But um, I think from my knowledge of the brain and the development, this is a, a kids like when they're growing up. Think about the identity formation and the brain development and all the skills that they've missing mm-hmm. as a result of being on the lockdown. Right. 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 And so we have to expect that this generation, some of these kids are going to be a little bit behind on some of that social stuff and socialization. I mean, I can see that already. Right. Right. Of of the only wanting to communicate through digital stuff. Right. The not having the this face to face. We already have issues with kids with looking at parents and having communication skills and, and with the digital. Now think of now even more so. So we do see a lot of that as well, where parents are looking for help to be able to help manage. And because, you know, we all come with our own background of parenting, and it's okay to say that you don't have it figured out. I don't. Everyone doesn't. So we help our parents too, be able to come up with a plan that works for them and help them recognize 
their self-awareness of where they struggle. And so that that negative cognition of like, I'm a bad parent or you're saying I'm bad isn't triggered because that's not what we're doing. That's not what we do when we're trying to teach parents on how to be able to, it's how to work with each individual kid and their needs and their child's needs. Because every kid is different. Right. Your one child might be suffering from this, but if you're teaching them and doing it the same with this, your seven-year-old, it's different with your two-year-old. Right. It just is. It's going to be, every child's going to be different with how they handle this. Yeah. I'm curious, too, how things are going to change with younger kids learning social cues with people with masks on. You know, because, like, I was at Walgreens, and there was a newborn baby, and everybody had masks on. I was just like, that that's different, you know, because babies are learning so many social oh, cues. that's a really great point. You and know, I read something. Empathy is created in our kids at that age even. Right. Right? Because that's where they get self-efficacy of, like, you're smiling and, hi, cutie, and they're right. recognizing, right? And so, yes, that is going to be something. So it's important that we integrate that into our kids' lives on a daily basis, too. Right? Whether it's, like, Zoom with family, at least they get yeah. to see that. Yeah, or outside social distance and respecting that everyone has their own views on, on where they're at with how they're managing. Right, and, right. And respecting that and, and role modeling how to be positive and not negative about that because then your kids put that out in the community and we don't want that. Right, because so. I even think as an adult, I'm like, are you smiling at me? Or are you, you know, all I can see is your eyes. So I don't really know, you well, know. Well, and you so. know, for, I know for me, I'm I'm a relatively social person. I, kind right. of, I say, everyone that knows me says like, you're so social. I'm actually social, but a social introvert in the sense that I can manage out socially. I can have the talks. I love the, but I like the one-on-one interactions and discussions. And I also like doing my own thing at home because right. I am on and my brain is always going or listening all day. I like that shutdown, right? right? So I liked that. So for me, what I noticed is like going to the grocery store and everyone has masks. It's kind of like this way that you like, I noticed of avoidance, right? Right. No yes. one knows who I am except for me. Like I grit my teeth behind my mask, which I hate. I noticed that about myself. Like that's not good. I don't right. want that. I don't want to be where I'm like hiding from people. No, that's, it's almost like we're a society where no one's even like looking at, we're just head down doing our thing. And so that's not good role modeling, right? We want to be able to teach our kids how to have those healthy discussions, interactions, um, and building re- healthy relationships because it helps them. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, and no matter what side of the fence you're on, you know, everything's changing. I remember during lockdown, you know, obviously we were cooking and then the first time we went to a restaurant, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, my kids hadn't been to a restaurant and it was kind of like a reset. Like you have to learn your, your, your social skills at a restaurant. You can't be loud. You can't be running around. So I think our kids are going to have to, you know, it's important to relearn some of those skills and and keep that in the in your mindset so that you're not flipping out on them right right the fact like I have to own the fact that this is slid the phone use whatever and the best thing you can teach your kids is be accountable to that and say hey guess what I've noticed that during this time this is what we let slip and so I'm going to take accountability for that. And moving forward, we're going to create a new plan on this area. Like yeah. these are the expectations. And I know that we were loosey-goosey, but let's get back on as we're moving forward. These are your expectations for interacting with adults, interacting on social media. This is the time. Don't think that just because, oh, now it's a free reign, right? You don't have to operate that way. Yeah. So. 
that's can you speak for a second so i have um ashley knows this you've ridden in a car with me but i have an intense fear of bees oh, and i <laughs> and i inherited it from my mom so my mom always tells a story that she grew up you know when she was a young mom she watched me at about two and she realized that she had passed on i've watched her respond to bees the same way and i've never been able to shake it my whole life so you talk a lot about modeling role modeling and so do you think some of the anxiety that we're seeing in kids comes from that role modeling in parents oh absolutely nature nurture right there is definitely the nurturing of that and role modeling is one of the number one tips i can tell you role model role model role model and again don't expect perfection just like you shouldn't expect perfection from your kids right you're gonna Mm -hmm. make mistakes own those mistakes yeah um and and set limits and boundaries and be in charge, right? And I think that number one, like we talked about, like the social media, there's so much I see with kids of cyberbullying, sex trafficking, all these things are concerns and just the inappropriate dialogue, right? Of how these kids communicate. Yes. And we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how are we helping or hindering that? And what are we allowing? And I know that we're all, our, our tanks are full. And so maybe you're like, pick your battles. Think about if, the battle you're picking has a long-term effect. If you are allowing your kids to engage in negative discussions or negative stuff on on that, then then you're just perpetuating that that's okay. And again, no kid's perfect. I see a lot of judgmental people. I've, you know, had yeah. people that aren't friends with me because, you know, because of the kids' beliefs or whatever. It, it's just, I feel like this is a time where our community should be working together and it's no kid is better than anyone else, right? right? We are working together and everyone's making mistakes. We're adults and we make mistakes. Right. And with kids, like right now, they're going to make mistakes. It's how you teach the lesson moving forward. Right. And I think we've seen like in Screenagers and some of the other shows in the past that we've put out there is kids, especially teenagers, just want to know why and they want to have a basic understanding. So if you're doing a family plan or you're coming up with expectations, it's important to say this is the reasons why. We're expecting this from you because in the long run, this is what it's going to do for you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So respecting yourself and others and authority and how you communicate is going to teach you to be an effective communicator and a effective community member and a positive impact. And so really maybe just tightening the reins on some of these things, but also having more dialogue and conversation with your kids. Right. About that and what that looks like. Can you talk a little bit about um, suicide? Because we know that's gone up too. Have you seen more of that or at least the, you know, idea of it? Yes, yes. Actually, I think I saw um, a study that uh, 20% of healthcare workers, it's been an increase of suicide. We do Mm -hmm. see a lot of healthcare providers that are seeing us as there is that quarantine fatigue, um, trauma. Uh, we're seeing healthcare workers that for a lot of that we don't see here in this community, but I know my friends a nurse in New York as a visiting nurse, where their whole day was seeing people die, and that may not be our experience here in this nice little isolated community. Although some of us have lost loved ones, other areas it's it's impacted worse, and so a lot of people are it's bringing up their triggers and that. And imagine if that's what your day is at work, right? Right. And so we are seeing an increase in that. Um, anxiety comes with a all or nothing black or white mindset, just like with depression. And they kind of go hand in hand sometimes. And so when you get to that place where you're really hopeless, helpless, you're anxious, you're afraid to leave, you're afraid to ask for help, you're not coping well, 
um, it is leading to kids and to adults of um, contemplating and having suicidal ideation. And I think with a lot of kids, because kids are very much right now all or nothing and where the anxiety is in control, it's very common that that um, is going to be where they go. It's going to be a self-harm or risk-taking behavior or uh, what is my purpose, right? What if yeah. this doesn't end? Yeah. You know, think about our geriatric population in the nursing homes oh. that have not seen their families. Awful. Their sense of self and their sense of life and all of that, that's very... So we're seeing a lot of increase of that when we talk with some of our um families who haven't seen their loved ones that they're worried about their loved ones in um, assisted living or nursing homes because the going outside the social interaction is just as important as for kids development it is so important for for our older folks as well yeah my my grandma was in a uh, nursing home we actually moved her out so she couldn't see people um but she said why am i even alive i i can't see you i don't want to be here i don't i don't care you know so it's so hard it is, for them. It is really sad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, other things I don't know that we want to look for is just making sure that we're working together as a team with our academic staff too, like their resources. Yeah. You know, they're really tapped too. So our schools and our teachers. This is a new way of of teaching. Some of them don't. You know, again, there's the kindness part and be empathy. I am not an IT person. We laugh all the time. I did on uh, my first <laughs> virtual thing. I, I don't like Zoom. We have to have Zoom meetings, staff meetings. I, I think I'm funny sometimes. I can't tell if I'm funny on Zoom. <laughs> I don't like it. This I don't mind because you can't see me. But, um, you know, think about it. Like if you're a teacher and you're used to teaching kindergarten kids, how do you do Zoom? Right. 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 It's almost like Zoom therapy. Like I, I think we have teletherapy. We offer teletherapy services. But I... I personally prefer to be with someone. That physical interaction of the body language and eye contact and is so important for, for therapy, especially with some um, situations like trauma um, and so and then with connections with kids. And everyone's so sick of being on the computer. So um, right. it is really, I mean, it's a good use in the interim, but we, you know, when we get back into the face-to-face, it's really important to help booster those skills because we're going to see a little bit of a decline in that right mm-hmm. we tried to do our high risk class one time on zoom and it was awful eight hours of class and so we were like nope we'll just uh make arrangements so that people can distance and wear masks in class yeah. but yeah it was awful i couldn't imagine a teacher doing that yeah 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 so much has changed and nobody knows where 10 years from now it's gonna look right Right. It could be different. We could see more. We could see less. Yeah. We're also seeing, like, I think another thing that we want to be aware of is those families that have kids at college. Yeah. This is a very different college experience than what they thought, right? My son is at Madison, and it's been hard. Like, he's been quarantined and isolated twice just because of contact exposure. They get tested a lot. It's it's a big deal. Um, they're not eating healthy. I mean, imagine if this would have happened when we were in college. I mean, now they have robots delivering food and Grubhub. We didn't have any of that stuff, right? <laughs> ramen noodles. Yeah, ramen noodles or our parents if we were if they liked us, right? So, yeah. um, it is hard, and there's no vert, there's no in class. So a college experience, and then with all mm-hmm. the other stuff that's going on, 
where they might, you know, where depending where they are, um, it is a different time of what they were promised. So their expectations of what they thought college would be like are graduating high school. And I feel like this generation that just graduated, very resilient, you know, in some aspects. But as this has gone on longer, I think it's important to talk with those kids that are now starting college and having another experience, right? Just like the kids that are graduating now, what does that look like next year? Of, of seeing how they're doing and checking in with your college students. And, and don't assume that because they're like, finally, all I, I know my son was like, I'm out of here and I'm never going to come back. I can't wait to be at college. Right. He came home for two weeks because he just needed a break. Yeah. Sitting in your room and um, no go, no interactions except the very minimal um, is really is, is hard. And that's where you're going to see in college an increase of substance use. And, um, and and that's a concern, too. Again, we have that developing brain, and if they're sitting in rooms and, right. and you know, we don't know what they're doing. Well, and, you know, if you're not getting up and going to class, no one's going to see you except for on Zoom. Well, I can have yeah. a few extra drinks because I just wake up in the morning and yeah. hop on my meeting. Yeah. So it's so easy to... You don't realize it until... Yeah, I think that's one thing that also a lot of us have seen that causes some anxiety is, you know, because anxiety, like I shared before, is about, you know, the control, safety, responsibility is the lack of that structure schedule. I remember, like, when Mm. it was shut down at first and schools were starting to know if you guys, but, like, I slept in. I'm a sleeper. I'm a sleeper. (laughs) I'm a late person, so I think I slept in, like, 10 every day and would go to bed late and there was no structure. And I would say that's the hardest part for me to get back. Yeah. is the getting up and having a structure. But if there's a self-care tip in this one, which we gave some self-care tips self-care tips in the past one, for this one it would be try to create a structure for yourself and your family. Yeah. Like don't be loosey-goosey. Like set a t- like if you can even do things like we're going to be doing um, dinner at this time, right? And lights out by this time. And everyone needs to be up and doing something by this time. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if they're homeschooled or virtual schooled, sometimes that schedule flux, you know. And so for me, that's the hardest. And I don't know for other adults, that's my kind of malaise is that I really kind of got into this pattern of like, I don't have to be up. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I, mean, I can sleep until <laughs> 9, 30, 10, right? And so yeah. it's, that's hard. So I'm trying, that's my thing. I'm trying to get back because I know when I'm in a structure. Yeah. That's better because then I know I'm getting better sleep. I'm going to eat better. I'm right. going to, you know, be able to have more time to exercise. And so all of those things. I don't know if that affected you guys, but oh, that's my hardest at, to get back. At first when the kids were home, I was like floundering because oh, yeah. I was like, well, you know, we can relax. We can do school. And then finally it was like we were all over the place. So I made a schedule and they put oh. it on the board and they could see, okay, I'm doing math now. I, this is lunch time. This is gym time just because we were floundering. But now that we are calmer, it's like I put my kids on the bus and do my own thing. And then when we have something scheduled, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but the, you the, know? Best, the best example I could say that now I kind of understand what people go through when they retire. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah. husband just retired from the military. And for him, I could say it's the COVID, but it's not. It's and we talk about it is he is floundering like right what's my purpose what am i doing what's my schedule i mean he is i mean he does so, he's amazing he deserves this time to just do whatever but we are entering a year so it's like you know now he's trying to figure out what is it you know when my daughter was virtual school that was his job right, right. Or driving around now she's got her license so 
now he's in at this point where he's like, what's my role and what's my purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And he says, like, the lack of structure of, like, I mean, imagine the most structure from military to, like, be able to do whatever you want. It's, it's just really hard. Yeah. And so that consistency and structure and foul through is what he's missing. So I kind of equate it to, like, when people are retired, that's how I feel. Like, I think this is a good preview. Like, you have to make a plan. Otherwise, you're going to just be sitting there and that's when people aren't happy you need a structure you need hobbies you need self-care you know and this is the time like I think you know many people I know friends like outside in winter we're not I'm not a winter fan but snowshoeing and going for long walks we really did that a lot we did a lot of campfires I mean things that new things that we integrated that we put in our structure of like okay this is what we're going to do at this time yeah so I can see the um Having a structure, too, probably helps kids with their anxiety because they know exactly Absolutely. what, when, where, why, Absolutely. How. And in structure in the sense that it's not, like, so rigid. No. Right? Because then that's going to make that worse. Right. But having some consistency, structural, and follow through. And actually, it's it's just the consistency of say what you mean, mean what you say, and follow through. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's hard. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> it is super hard. Right? Well, well, I'm jealous. I had a nine-month-old when the lockdowns happened, so there was no sleeping in for me. She was still getting up at 6 a.m. So. Sorry. <laughs> I would love to sleep in until 10. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. We had all that peace, and then, you know, kid went back to college, and everyone moved out, and we just had one you know, one kid. And so like, but then we got a puppy and it's like having a two year old. And I'm like, what was I thinking? So I'm with you now. Yeah. So I'm not sleeping not very much. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to leave? Um, any last things you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. I mean, um, I think we'd love to say the last one, but you know, always know that there's support out there. If we're not able to help you at Gals Institute or your choice, we have resources. I, we have resources of other providers that can help you. Um, we do offer a lot of programs. Our foundation does have a workshop box for kids and that is going to be growing, um, for little kids as well. That's for fourth through seventh grade. It's free. You can get that information on there as well as the youth mental health first aid workshop that is offering just to help parents with, you know, I believe knowledge is power. And so um, if you can educate yourself on on as much as you can on how to help your kids and other kids that are at your home, because again, sometimes, you know, for me, like I have that open home where I'm talking to a lot of kids. Again, my kids don't want to talk to me, but their friends will. Right. And so you want to be able to be more tuned in on what you're seeing and what the concerns would be, because again, you know, your kids hang out with, they're all group and we're a community and we need to support each other. So um, galsinstitute.com. All right, and I will link that in the show below. Also, if you're interested um, in checking out anything on Your Choice, you can check us out at www.yourchoiceprevention.org. Thank you again so much for coming and hanging out with us and chatting about COVID and mental health.